0: It's my pleasure to be joined this morning by the director of economic development in the town of Wyndham, Jim Milano, to give an update on what's going on with economic development in the town. Jim, we're about three and a half years away from the beginning of the pandemic. Has Wyndham fully recovered from what happened three and a half years ago?
1: Well, good morning, Wayne. Thanks for having me, and good, good to be here. So I, I would say, yes, you know, we had an interesting meeting yesterday with a, myself, the assessor, the town manager, the finance director. We were talking with the kind of the, the bond rating people about the town's bond situation, and we have to give kind of a report to them. And it was a pretty rosy report in general. I know, you know, Jim Rivers is better at, at rosy reports. He, he, can, he can put it out there. But, you know, from my perspective, what I've seen actually over the years... And we are in a revalue year this year uh, for uh, for property valuation, and um, you know, and I've kind of seen this steadily, and we, the town should really see this uh, when the assessor gets done with with that work. But commercial property in particular has really appreciated. We've we've gotten investors, internal and external, buying up either existing properties that are profitable uh, at a high number or taking. Empty properties, which we've seen over the years at, at the old um, Salvation Army access site, um, the old Willie Bowl and things like that, uh, taking kind of fallow properties and turning them around. So, so I would say, yes, there's still some glitches, um, which are ripple effects from the pandemic, but everyone's dealing with them. And I'm thinking about employment and things like that, people
0: to fill jobs. Tell me about the website that the economic and community development folks that you're in charge of uh, have developed, com. What was your message? What's your point on that website?
1: Sure. Well, so this goes back to when we work with the Economic Development Commission Pam DeVivo was chair at the time, and the town council gave us the authority and and the money at the time to do a a five-year marketing branding campaign. And we started out with a consultant. If you remember, we did focus groups, SWOT analysis. We got a new logo. We did that, but then we followed this strategic plan, and it was to engage, you know, the outside community, And, and that's that's what. Kind of we're talking about plenty of folks do stuff internally in this town. A lot of these great groups, the museums, the arts groups, um, the not-for-profits. It, so it, it, even you know Gene dismay's third Thursday. It's an internal event that brings people from outside. So we really wanted to get Wyndham's name on the map Boom, externally.
0: Boombox parade.
1: Boombox, of course. Boombox. <laughs> I just well, bo- had to include yes, that because you know, yes. <laughs> we're kind of proud of that. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> but 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 that that was an established event. But it was once a year, so we wanted to, you know, amplify that. And, of course, the construction of the Shabu stage made it even more necessary. You can't have that structure sitting there and not have people using it, at least for a good half-dozen times a year for major events. You know, part of that strategic plan was to engage Eastern more, and I think we've done that. Um, We're going to have another concert with them, hopefully, they haven't announced it yet, um, but if it happens, it'll happen on September 24th. But um, so I can't say who or when or, or what.
0: But just, just clarify that would yes. that be at the Shabu stage? Would Absolutely. That be at the Fine
1: Arts Instructional Center. No, it'd be at Shabu. Awesome. We, we want to bring them down like we did last year. I know you're a big Young Gravy fan. I'm, I think you're in the front row, but uh, <laughs> especially
0: on like Turkey. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's uh, never much. Yes, that. I get you.
1: So um, so we love to do that with them. I mean, that I think is an excellent opportunity, and they've been great partners on that. So anyway, getting back, back to the website, we wanted to have – because the town is revamping their website. And we wanted to separate something. We saw this with other towns, but we wanted to separate the visitor experience from the folks, when does my leaf pick up? One of the when, when is the one of the roads closed for snow plowing, or when is parking restrictions? The restriction? stuff that's on the town's website. Yes, exactly. Or I have a pothole and I have to report it. We wanted to separate the visitor experience from that, so it's it, it's been launched officially. It's still a work in progress. You you pointed out a couple of things that we have to go back to our consultant who's Just handling the spelling, that the spelling error. Yeah, no, all. but but I get your point also on the even on Willamantic River Trail. That's I think we need to expand it, and and the best thing we can do is take input from the community on that that. Because, you know, I'm one person. I hope to be two people soon. And um, you, you don't get everything. And uh, so the people in this community know this community much better than, even though I've been here eight years, they know it better than me. So, Two people. Does that mean they'll be an assistant director of economic and community development soon? Well, Shan Lee was the grant administrator. She then became the economic and community development manager. And she went on to... Greener pastures, I assume. Yeah, they're greener somewhere else. But, um, so no, we, no, we have, the
0: green pastures are here. I, I,
1: think, I was going to say that, yeah. The other side of the fence, maybe. Uh, so, Which is what the whole Why Wyndham concept is all about. That's right. Greener pastures are here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and the frogs. You know, We're getting some great play with... Everyone loves, of course, the frogs. But everywhere I go or Ziamara goes, we've been doing some TV spots. And the first question is the frogs, you know. But uh, we we do have a candidate. I I don't want to announce anything because there's background checks and there's a process before they they sign on. But hopefully we have that behind us. And um, after four months without her, the grant side of it, which is not the not the economic development grants, those I kind of handle, brownfields and things, but it's the the, the help with the police, the fire, the pride, the water department. We really need somebody to fill that spot.
0: Jim, you mentioned the, the TV advertising package. There's a lot of different levels of marketing Wyndham, branding Wyndham that you and your department have done. But I think that the thing that the most people see and are aware of, at least people in this area, are those ads that run on a number of TV stations. Tell me more about that, the background of it, maybe even the background of the ad itself. But to get to the point, uh, what kind of reaction have you gotten? Do you think those have generated economic activity here in town? I I think so. So the
1: genesis of it, again, comes out of the marketing branding campaign. And we eventually came up with the idea of doing Commercials, spots, and we'd run them here on the radio as well. So the theme was this: Why Wyndham? um, Find out why. And. Some people like it, some people don't. We, we've gotten mostly positive feedback on it. Who, who doesn't like it? I think they're great ads. Well, it's it's the catchphrase, I think. I don't know. And and we're going to be doing another round of it. You know, I think <laughs> after five or six years, it may get a little stale and you may have to move on. But for now, I think we're, we're, we're hitting that we're reinforcing it. I, I get some good feedback from out of town. I, I get good feedback internally, but again, that's not our goal. If Mayor DeVivo says, I saw the commercial, it was great. I'm like, great, but I want to hear it from somebody in West Hartford or, or Manchester. So Elsa Nunez, President Nunez, has come to me and said, you know, I was down in New Haven the other day, and somebody said, oh, my gosh, I saw you on TV. And, yeah, you know, th- this is three years now in the making. So, so no, I think it's been good. I, I think we've seen it where, and and I think, you know, A- Andy Gut and Chris McEnroe have, you know, double down on this new downtown group. And I think I need to hear from from that group. Are they seeing people from outside come? Because the events are one thing. They're limited. The, you know, they happen once a month in the summer, throughout the summer, or five times in the summer. But um, it has to be sustained. So if we're seeing the things like the taste to town, people from out of town coming, if, if David or Trigo or the Boba folks, or Andy, or seeing people from out of town. That's really where we'll know gauge the impact.
0: On this whywindhamct.com website, there's a big picture at the top of the page. Great shot from Chilson Square looking toward the Shabu stage with the big tent on the left-hand side. And the links at the top, food and drink, shopping, what to do, events, and news. I went to the food and drink page, and I added these up. Jim, I have to admit, I was surprised. I counted 48 restaurants in Wyndham. I think if you'd ask someone on the street, how many restaurants in town? They might say, I'm talking the whole town, not just Main Street. But I think if you asked them, they'd probably say 20 or 25. I probably would have. 48's a lot. I think something like this is a good way to expose the fact that we are a good place to go eat, especially with the diversity of the some of the ethnic food we have in town. Absolutely. And...
1: You're, that number actually surprises me because we have a consultant putting the the website together. And remember, that does not include national chains. So anything, fast food, any national chain are, are, are off that list. So... I'm glad to hear that number. That's great. And we do have not only food, but, you know, we have some specialty places in here. And I mentioned the new Boba place, uh, Limberia uh, Tropical, up the road for the ices, and, and of course, grounded coffee here, too. So, you know, it's not only big restaurant food, it's kind of niche places. So, yeah, if you looked at that site and you were from outside, you would, you would say, I, I have I have a lot to choose from here.
0: You know, we've talked a lot this morning about the Shabu stage, what an attraction that is. You can make an argument that it's the number one attraction in town. I do think that uh, when people come to town, we talked about the frogs on the Thread City Crossing, that's high on the list too. But I got an email from a listener who said, our biggest tourist attraction is the Shabu stage, economic development, people will spend money. Ask Jim how the tourists and residents can find out what's on the stage. What's coming to the stage? Details, time, price, what food, beverages will be sold. I see some of that stuff on Facebook. I see it once in a while on the big message board at Gilson Square. But I believe this emailer is correct. There is not one central location for identifying what each of the events are because probably this year, since the Shabu stage opened a couple of years ago, we've had more activity there than ever how do people find out so so that's a that's a great question and
1: the it's not the caller the emailer is uh is is absolutely right and it's something i've been talking about but remember coming out of the pandemic it's still a work in progress so we have this traditional way i think of doing things where when it comes to the parks um the the event process starts with the rec department And they kind of fill out a form and they pick a date and it starts getting passed around um, to the different departments. Got to go to fire if they're going to, it's got to go to police if they're going to have liquor there, et cetera, et cetera. And then, kind of, you know, if it was the Latin Fest, Ziamara jumps in and because she handles that. Um, If it's David, um, you know, he kind of does his thing. Willie Brew. Yeah. Yeah, no, with well, David or David, either David Foster or Will or oh, okay. all two David's. So, <laughs> and and whoever it is, if it's Eastern, if it if it if it's the food co-op with the with the country uh, fair, so it is a little fractured, and I think that's one of the things they're trying to handle with the main website is the calendar. I'll, I'll get events, and I'll and, and I I ask people to feed me events, and sometimes we can get them up there because if you oversaturate, if you put up everything people see nothing, you know, so it's got to be, we have to use a little discretion. But I think that's one of the purposes of the main site, which is not on my side of things, is to have that calendar. And the calendar should have uh, an event, and it should have a link, and it should take you to a Facebook event page or a and website. And you can
0: also put that link on your Ct.com page yes. as well. But I think right. what you're saying is that shouldn't be the genesis of the information. So, what can be done to get that one stop shopping
1: concept? So, one of the other problems, which, which I hope they can streamline, is this, this approval process. It goes to rec and then it, it goes around. A lot of, you know, most of the events other than the Latin Fest are private events. So I don't want to say we're at the mercy, but we're we're subject to the private organizer is, doing their. What thing. does private event mean? Does that mean that I can't go? No, no. Private event meaning it's a private uh, promoter. It it it's, it's David or it's David or it's whoever doing it, and therefore you know it it's tough to say you're going to have food trucks there if the food trucks haven't registered with the health department yet, and that sometimes becomes an issue. Um, And so I think we just have to do a better job on that. And I know Jim Rivers is looking in the fall to bring kind of all the groups together, bring Tara from REC and bring Ziamara and myself and who's ever doing health department work these days and saying, how can we do this process better? But it's not easy. Um, I think what we'd like to see, other than, say, the, the Latin Fest, which is a town event, is get to a situation where we do kind of just give the keys to a promoter individually three, four, five, six, seven times a year, and they do their big events, and then the rest of the stage is for the smaller events, for the community to do their thing. But you're, I don't know the answer to it short-term. I wish I had a, could snap my fingers and do a quick fix, but we do have to do a better job of getting the information out there.
0: All right, well, just a thought or yeah. working on the future. Yeah. One of the, the links at the top of the page is what to do, and you've got the American Museum on Crescent Street got the Eastern Connecticut Railroad Museum, uh, East Con Arts of the Capitol Theater. They put on shows open to the public uh, on a regular basis. The Coffee Break Gallery, Wyndham Arts puts that on there at 896 Main Street. The Cary Art Gallery, they do a great job down there with Cary Cork. Uh, Eastern's Art Gallery, the Willamette-Whitewater Partnership, that park continues to move slowly, but it's uh, making progress. Wyndham Historical Society over here at Jolson Museum. The Wyndham Textile and History Museum. And the Wyndham Theater Guild, which brings in people from all over the state because of their great reputation. So, there's a couple of examples of that. And then below that, explore our parks and public places. And I think that when you talk economic development, we should probably say a couple of words about the value of, yes, something close to my heart, literally and figuratively the rail trails. You've got the airline trail that comes down from, well, from Pomfret and that neck of the woods through Willimantic, through Wyndham, and out by the Railroad Museum connects to the airline south that goes Lebanon down toward East Hampton, and also connects to the Hop River Trail. My point is, though, that's bringing in a lot of people to town, and sometimes, oftentimes, that generates good economy. Oh, absolutely. And I know they've they've worked on,
1: I think as part of this kind of development over here, they've kind of worked on moving the trail connection from the, from the Willimantic to bring it to the... to, to um, to uh, Riverside because it gets a little dicey there, obviously, if you're biking or trailing to get from Milk Street or Jackson down behind here. Yeah,
0: technically, Riverside Drive behind us is the airline yeah, trail. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's not exactly a rail trail, no. but that's the same idea.
1: No, but you're right, and that's kind of one of the things we stress. It, I don't know if I, I have to give you a bunch of them if I haven't done it already. You know, we partnered with the other, seven other towns in the northeast um, part of the state and we created a wallet size trail map where you can stop and we have the Wyndham version where to stop along the trail and it's a full map of the air trail and then it's a it's a focused map and I put them all around town hall and they're gone in a week and I guess so if I've
0: never showed you that I'll have to bring you some well I'd like to see it yeah I have not seen it but you know what I kind of know where the stuff is. No, I understand. I don't but, need it, but I would like to see it.
1: But maybe we could put some out in your, your lobby. <laughs> absolutely. Here. But, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they go they go quickly because they fit in a wallet and they kind of fold up. But you're absolutely right. That's you know it's th- this is kind of the beauty of this town. And it, if you look at the commercials, going back to that, we kind of separated them like that: food and arts. Um, uh, the other one is kind of agriculture. It, it's farm and recreation. And then the third one is shopping in College Town, and that's really what this town has to offer. And it's it's a lot. It's tough to fit into thirty seconds. Trust me.
0: James Vincent Bellano. You like that uh, V name there? The Vincent name is the middle name. I do, but it it shouldn't be. It should be my first name actually. So it, it's, we'll get
1: Don McLean to sing the song <laughs> called James. <laughs> well, it's it's funny that my father would tell me the story, and, and I've actually kind of researched a little bit. He was born Vincenzo Baleno. Um, Back in, in the Bronx in 1919. And he said for some reason, instead of calling Vincenzo's Vinny, they would call them Jimmy. And it, it's in all the census reports from 1920, 1930, 1940, 1950. And my grandmother, who spoke very little English, they probably said, what's that kid's name over there? And she probably said Jimmy. And they wrote down James or Jimmy or Jimmy spelled different ways. And by 1950, when he got married in 52 to my mother, all of a sudden I became James Vincent instead of Vincenzo
0: or Vincent James. I'll tell you what, we booked this show. I never thought we'd be talking about (laughs) Vincent. But, you know, little things happen, and that's where this came from. We talked a lot in the last segment about the the TV ad, Why Wyndham, and it's been seen a lot on Hartford or New Haven television stations. And I have to admit, I think of it, too— And I'm suspecting that some of our listeners think that too and they go, you know, TV ads aren't cheap. Is that taxpayer money that pays for those ads? What's the source of the income or the revenue that pays for those TV ads? And for that matter, the radio ads here. Sure. So
1: the the first two years of it was the money allocated by the um, town council to do the marketing branding campaign. But we had to be very kind of, you know, specific with it because as you said, TV is a little bit expensive, so I think we rotated back and forth. In year one, we bought um, uh, Channel 8 and Channel and NBC. Year two, we went to FSB um, solely. But this, in year three, we were able to expand the, the media buy because it was all ARPA money, and um, we do have another year of that too. So, so for the for this full year, which was a, a very large media buy, and next year as well. Um, It'll be um, it'll be Arpa money.
0: In your mind, do you feel that the benefit of advertising like that draws people to Wyndham to spend their money, restaurants, entertainment, things like that, or is it also designed to inspire someone to maybe come to town, start a business, build a building, things like that? Well, that that's
1: interesting. I, I think these ads, for the most part, are are, are tourists. Visitor aimed, come here, spend your money, and do it that way. I think as a as kind of a, and we talked about this on EDC when we first did the ad. Should we do kind of a business promotion ad? And I don't think you run commercials on with that. That that's that's not a good use of of any funds, ARPA or taxpayer funds, to run commercial ads and say bring your business here. That's much more a targeted thing. I mean. Ten years ago, you would have sent a DVD to different businesses and try and recruit them out. Um, it's a little diceier. here. Uh, I think we're doing okay on business recruitment and retention and expansion here. Uh, sometimes we're fighting. People come to me and say, I'd like to move my business there. And this is mostly commercial and retail and we have nothing for them and even we look at the industrial land we you know we kind of scratch our head sometimes it's why i kind of put this planning grant in for mill four we don't have a heck of a lot of land you know for uh for for industry um so it's it. So I, anyway, getting back to your question, I, I see. I don't see that as a good use of, of money. The, the the big question is moving forward, Wayne. And I'm I'm kind of been getting an education on this. Is do we stick with TV ads, or if we're talking about concerts and maybe a younger demographic, what are you doing? What are you doing on TV? Send everything digitally and we we've kind of we've we've broken up we do do digital ads too but i'm you know people are whispering in my ear saying go digital forget tv so
0: yeah and even though there are some good things going on downtown including the two buildings right near us here and talk about the Nathan Hale building down the street uh, there are still some empty storefronts and i'm looking at one right now across the street Nassifs Do you get any action as far as people trying to come here and either renovate or rebuild in some of those properties? So,
1: you know, and I'm glad you kind of mentioned that because everything is really property specific. You know, we look at the overall Main Street and we say, we have a lot of this or a lot of that on there. But really it comes down to the specific situation. And every situation comes down to the building owner or the landlord or the potential renter and that arm's length transaction so i, I could talk about that building is for sale he wants to sell it um, do you get nibbles on that well it's, it's, it's with a broker so that what didn't doesn't come to me directly but i do talk you know killer williams has a tent out there on third thursday i always make sure i stop by and talk to that group because that, that's who that's who has the listing it's actually the one out of hartford though and I think it's just it's been kind of a difficult sale because of the asking price, and there's been some good, solid offers on it, but it just hasn't hasn't clicked yet. Eventually, it will. I can I can bet that it's it's there's too much going on. It's too prime a spot um, to sit there forever and ever, but it's going to take some time. And, and there is an incentive with that property based on another grant. Susan Johnson and May Flexer and myself had put in for back in 2016 so there's actually some facade money with that property it's, it's not folks out there it's not for all the properties just so you know it, it was targeted at five buildings um, that grant.
0: Jim what do you see as the economic benefit to the town of having the intermodal transportation center aka the new parking garage?
1: Well I think I think the fact that it's an intermodal transportation center makes it sound really, really like a hot place. And, and it is intermodal. You know, you could use your bike there. The buses are going to stop there. I feel like I, I want to catch there. a plane there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, heli- <laughs> maybe we'll do helicopter. I'll have to talk to Brian Tarbell about that. But um, but it, it is a long time coming. Kind of, you know, it's a project like many projects in this town that have kind of had always been in the ether and kind of never came to fruition or, or – hit an economic bump and it wasn't able to 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 be realized. Uh, that was one of them that w- was in the hopper there. So I think it's important, especially, you know, you, the, the driving generation that you and I are from, we're used to the, the mall, you know, you gotta pull in and you gotta be 10 feet from the door. But it's not like that today. And, and you know, it, the more we increase traffic downtown, the more that's gonna uh, play a role. And the more businesses increase downtown, the more for monthly passes it's going to be necessary. So I I think it was an important part uh, of the town. It makes the town look like things are progressing when you do have a a parking garage like that, and it's a great facility,
0: I think. And I touched on these two buildings near us. Just give your vantage point an update on what now is called the Foster Building. Heck, some of us go back to the days when it was the Willie Trust Building, among others along the road, or Independent Bank and Trust. Boy, am I... Dating myself. <laughs> By the way, tomorrow's my 53rd anniversary here, so my that's goodness. why I go back so far. And then across the street, they call it Murray on Main. And that as bo- both those buildings have had a lot of progress in the last month. And now this, the doors are on Murray on Main. There's, I saw lights up there yesterday, but uh, just give an update on the progress of those two buildings and what the future plans are. Who's going to use those buildings? So, um, so,
1: bo- both those buildings are now in kind of as they're in a development stage. They're really kind of in the purview of of kind of Matt Verdefe and Joe Smith, building um, code, uh, health, fire marshal. That's the group that's been reviewing that. So, so I'm not kind of behind the curve on it, but I'll give I'll tell you what I know. Um, so, what I know is, you know, those those. Um, uh, Vinyl siding, <laughs> everyone's asking me, is that how it's going to look? It looks it, like a garage door. Yeah, it, it's not going to be there. One of the things that's still lingering from um, the pandemic is supply chain. And both those sites, if they're slowing down or if they haven't you know, cut a ribbon on them, it's because supply chain. So those garage doors, as you called them, are waiting for storefront. Windows there. They're also having a bit of a delay on the electrical. Uh, they call it the electrical panel. I think it's the switchgear uh, equipment over there. They've been waiting for that. So, so those are all things that are holding it up. And a similar thing is happening across the street. So, but your question is, the ground floors per zoning will be storefronts. I, I don't anticipate office space these days. We're looking probably for retail down there, commercial retail of some sort on the ground floor of both buildings. Upstairs, the Foster Building will be market rate housing. It may very well be populated by students. It may not, but that's what's gonna be there. I believe it's 44 units.
0: By um, students, does that mean that they would be paying out of their own pocket for that? Would that be university? No. Either Eastern or Yukon dormitory space from like an overload? No, it it would most
1: likely be. I mean, anything could happen right down the road if there's a need for it. But most likely, it's like the students that are living in the Victorian houses in the downtown. It would be private. private. They pay their own tuition. And it's probably, you know, who knows? We're talking about Eastern, but it may be an alternative to uh, Store Center. It's a little pricey up there, up in in Store Center. Something like 1800 a month for a one bedroom or something. so you may see a, 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 not an exodus, but at least p- people from Yukon looking as well as we already see in the downtown. So the other side of the street, I think they had some historic preservation requirements very strict in that building because of the nature of the, the tax credits and the nature of the building itself. So that's about 16 units. Um, I, I, you know originally it was bandied about about disabled veterans. Um, but I think it's a mix of affordable. There may be certain number that has to be reserved for veterans, but I think generally it's a it's a um, it's a moderate income to low
0: income. That's Murray on Maine, or yeah. some of us. or Hurley or whatever the old, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. old yeah. Hurley's building, yeah. 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 Uh, are, are you aware they had nibbles on the, the retail space on the first floor of those two buildings?
1: So I did, I did talk with someone with the owners. You know, it's owned by a not for profit. They are, I, in fact, I asked them, I said, I know your storefront windows aren't in yet, but I'm, I was going to a real estate conference. And I said, Do you want to give me the square footage? Do you want to give me the dimensions? And if you have a drawing, I'll shop it around up there. I was up in Boston, actually, about a month ago. And they said, Well, you know, we're talking with somebody right now for the downtown. This is Murray, not Foster. And um, so they're talking with somebody. So I'll let them let them play that out.
0: And I think Mr. Kelly has been a very positive thing for this town. Those two buildings alone, especially the recent progress, speak volumes on that. As economic development director, do you have contact with Mr. Kelly, or is that something that's done, as you mentioned, Matt Verdefe or Jim Rivers, people like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm generally... If I had to be in contact, I'm in contact. But most of my work was on that, that front end when we kind of did a battle with, uh, with the state uh, in, in that. That was really kind of my area. Right now, and I know they meet regularly. I don't go to the meetings. It's usually on Tuesdays, and they're all sitting around the table. That's Martin's team and Matt. And Jim Rivers will be there sometimes. But it's Mike Walker, the fire marshal, and Joe Smith, the uh, building inspector. And they're all kind of at a table together. So... Brian Tarbell is there too sometimes.
0: And initially, with the Martin Kelly purchases or construction downtown, Nathan Hale had been talked about, and I don't hear anything about that. Do you have a future, short term or long term, for that building?
1: Well, you're talking about Nathan Hale next to Hooker. Yes. Yeah. Well, the original plan was Nathan, you know, Hooker was going to come down, and it was. He was going to connect a new building to Nathan Hale and keep the facade of Nathan Hale. That was the agreement given. Where that's at, I think the town would like to see it moving along. So maybe you could ask Jim Rivers that question next time.
0: Yeah, will <laughs> be here week after next. Very good. And when it comes to people working downtown, this is a nationwide, a worldwide problem. It's been going on since the pandemic. But what do you hear about the employment situation downtown? Do you hear from store owners, from business owners? They're looking for good help and these days good help is hard to find.
1: Yeah, I think I think good help is hard to find. I think they're looking for help and I think they'd take less than good help if they could. I mean, even you know when when the reopening happened and David Walner moved along and I know Andrew's had the same situation. Um he was still closed on tuesdays it took him a while before he was able to staff up to open up on tuesdays you know or even lunch times Um, so it's getting better um, but it's still difficult and you know once in a while you'll see something pop up on facebook or an email or a sign in the window and says we're opening at sorry we're opening at 3 today instead of noon chances are somebody bolted out on them and they they had to come in but it's not only you know retail it's not only downtown if you go by the old general cable you go by prismy and they have signs in the ground saying 25 bucks an hour we want somebody micro precision nathan Airchime chime in, in south windham has always been looking to fill that second shift so it's the skilled you know and it's the retail as well it's uh it's tough
0: and lastly jim let me just leave main street for a bit because yeah. so much of what we talked about today does involve main street and the environs but you're talking the town of Wyndham here and there's a lot going on in north windham and and for that matter down the road on route 32 there's some new places as well just talk about Economic development. What's going on outside of downtown Willimantic? Right. Well, of course, North Windham, we know, is
1: is you know, it's the alter ego commercial corridor to West Main Street there, but it, it still is. You, um, we we've known what's happened in the past. Aldi did an expansion. The Harbor Freight and the Cube Smart were great additions there. Um, I don't know what the. The attraction of car washes are, you know, I use them, but there's another one going in in North Windham. There, we lead the world in the, per capita car washes. <laughs> I think so, <laughs> and, and they're not they're not cheap to put up or when when they're purchased. Um, gas station, convenience store, going across. I, I hate to say it, but I, I don't want to stick my neck out, but something's happening. I was told when I was in Boston, next to T Mobile. It's finally going to happen there in the old rubies, and that whole building will come online. So maybe the next time I'm on, we'll, it'll be open, and we'll be able to kick that off. But, you know, there was the, the approvals by that company that for that housing um, development behind Home Depot there, which they went through all the approvals. We're waiting that that project to kickstart with the right, the right group coming in there. But, um, you know, I, you could see it happen, almost like dominoes falling. Once this convenience store... Um, comes in up there across the street. Um, you know, I've been talking off and on to the folks at the uh, Masonic Lodge. I don't know what their intentions are. They may want to keep that property. But ultimately, they may look at it and say, this is prime property for development here. And um, so so that's North Windham, South Windham. even. You know, who would have thought? And I know folks are a little tired of dollar stores, and we all are. And I, I think the, I think the line is drawn in the sand. But even Southwind, for a retail store there to, to go on an empty pad and be built, and th- that building was flipped a year after it was built for $1.9 million. So that's now vacant land on the tax rolls at a high, uh, at least appraised value. I don't know what the assessment will ultimately be. But even, and I don't know his intentions, I've spoke to the owner or tried to get a hold of the owner. Um, Rogers Corporation just recently sold for $1.5 million. It's on the rail. So, does the owner see potential there for warehouse distribution? Um, possibly. So, you know, that's, that's all over. That's South Windham, North Wyndham. Wyndham Center, nice and quiet. I'm not going to have a lot of announcements about Wyndham Center, but I think that's
0: what the people, that's what I like about it too. Jim, good information today. Thanks for updating us on what's going on, and we invite people to check out the whywindomct.com website. That's whywindomct.com. Good to see you today. Great. Thank you, Wayne. Appreciate it. Jim Bolano, Director of Economic and Community Development, with our update on WILI.